I V M. Welcome to All Things Policy, a daily podcast supported by Pragati, a flagship media initiative of the Takshashila Institution. We're a bunch of policy nerds based in Bengaluru, and we like to bring a fresh perspective to Indian affairs and an Indian perspective to global affairs. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us for today's chat. Hello and welcome to another episode of Takshashila Institution's All Things Policy podcast. I'm your host for today, Carl Jason, and in this episode, I'm in conversation with Nashid Chaudhary, who's Investment and Trade Commissioner for the Government of Western Australia, focusing on the India Gulf region. She's almost two decades of investment, trade, and economic development experience across state, commonwealth, and local governments. And very recently, she was instrumental in leading Western Australia's largest ever business delegation to India. And which is also, in fact, the first delegation visit uh, by an Australian state uh, after the signing of the historic Australia-India Economic Cooperation and Trade Agreement, or better known as AI-ICTA, right? Uh, so thanks for joining us on the podcast, uh, Nashir. Thank you so much, Carl. It's an absolute pleasure. Yeah, so uh, as I mentioned, right, uh, so Nashid was very instrumental in the delegation visit, which comprised of ministers, uh, businesses, trade offices. So I just want to jump straight into what were the objectives of this particular delegation visit, right? It had about 100 plus members. You hosted events across many cities in India. Uh, So if you could just give us a sense of who the key stakeholders were and what was the objective from this delegation? Absolutely. Um, Thanks, Carl. Basically, as Western Australia, we are one third of the country geographically. We account for about 10% of the population, but we're about a $380 billion economy. So for us, uh, it was really, really important where, you know, coming out of the free trade agreement, coming out of ICTA, coming out of how we grow our international trade network, India is identified as a key market. And there is a huge focus for us really not only about trade investment uh, facilitation, but it was more about supply chain diversification. You know, we really want to help our businesses diversify their risk. And this is where we thought it was very, very opportune, led by our Deputy Premier and his vision around really leading a very large scale delegation, which we've never done in Western Australia. Australia into India and to be able to reconnect with the world. So a huge part of what we do is around, um, there's a huge package that was announced late last year following COVID around reconnecting with the globe. And um, it's about a $16.8 billion million package. And this was part of that package delivery, basically. So when I joined, I've only joined uh, in March this year, the first thing the Deputy Premier and my Deputy Director General said is that we have to take a mission to India. And I'm like, brilliant. What a great way of being um, introduced and debuting in the market where you are led by your Deputy Premier who covers the portfolio of trade and investment. But alongside that, we had Minister Templeman, who is our Minister for International Education. And education, as we all know, is the backbone of our economy. And a big part of it, a big part of that delegation was education. So how did we sort of, what were the objectives of our um, mission? One was around reconnecting with India and really reconnecting back on a different level. You know, I think things had evolved a lot during COVID. So being able to come in with what our Western Australia's capabilities are was really, really important. Um, it was also about leveraging ECTA, ECTA being unity. And I think the beauty was um, just prior to our mission, Minister Goyal came and visited Perth. And it really, really showed the fact that, you know, 
Western Australia and our capabilities, um, there is a lot to offer into that federal agreement between Australia and India. So we actually chose six sectors of focus. One was around education. Second one was around mining and met. So number one, Western Australia's number one mining destination, mining investment destination. So we're really leveraging that to look at mining and met. Energy as well. Energy was a big part of what we were looking at. Tourism events and creative industries. What better way of trying to get a film into Western Australia and really showcasing that connection with India? The other aspect was primary industries. And the other thing is Western Australia is probably one of the fastest growing innovation ecosystems across Australia. So what better way of connecting the fact that India is the world's third largest startup ecosystem? So those were the six sectors that we focused on. We we were going to focus on health and defense and a few other um, sectors, but it just, we had to contain it and really focus on uh, where we could get that first step in. And these are the other Mm -hmm. sectors which help us in our economic reform, which is called Diversify WA. So that's when we Mm -hmm. went out for a... Uh, public expression of interest, recruited a number of businesses and got about over 70 companies and about 110 delegates in total. And for us, it was a big statement. We had our Deputy Premier coming, uh, the Honourable Roger Cook. We had uh, Minister Templeman. We had three MLAs. And these three MLAs were very important because they're from the Indian diaspora. Our Parliamentary Secretary, Yaz Mubarakai, is from Mumbai. And Mm -hmm. Dr. Jags and also Kevin Michelle, uh, who are the two MLAs, were from Tamil Nadu. And if you think about about it. Maharashtra and Tamil Nadu is where we have a presence. We are celebrating 25 years of being in Mumbai and we are looking at Tamil Nadu where the Deputy Premier actually opened an office. He integrated an office for us. So we're having a presence there. So these are the two largest economies in India. And having our MLAs also from that part of the world really helped us open a lot of the doors which needed to open for our businesses. And I'd say, Carl, it couldn't have been done without the level of support. Um, One is not only within our department, which is Jobs, Tourism, Innovation and Science, where I had a lot of my colleagues from the Perth Hub support us on this mission, but also external stakeholders, Austrade, Confederation of Industry, Indian Industry, Newland Group, Natasha, a dear friend of ours, also, you know, a number of suppliers that are, that has really helped us with the programming and delivery of this mission and not to say the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. No, I, no as you mentioned, I think it's interesting uh, to see these sub-national sort of engagements uh, between states. So I think Western Australia has a sister agreement with Andhra Pradesh, for instance, right? And I yes. think the different yes. legs of the visit focused on, uh, in fact, they had very clear uh, aims. So maybe the Delhi delegation was more focused around Visiting with ministers, uh, visiting with political delegations, whereas a Mumbai visit was probably more around industrial meetups. So uh, I think, again, that's, that's it's a good sign for the India-Australia diplomacy going forward to see these national engagements. Yeah, hundred percent. And if you think about it, we've sort of almost cut across north, south, east, west with this mission. So yeah. you can imagine mobilizing 110 delegates. We started off in Delhi, which was yeah. the political capital, and we really wanted our businesses to understand the economic reform that had taken mm-hmm. place. You know, during before COVID. You know, and I think it was also the impression, and one of the things, Carl, you and I sort of had liaised on prior was really, you know, what what was the uptake from our delegates? And Carl, there was so much interest. You know. Mm-hmm. And it was really important to sort of give them a flavor and build up that India literacy on the economic reform 
that India has had. Mm-hmm. And alongside that, um, the Deputy Premier, uh, Minister Templeman, had the opportunity to meet with three union ministers. So uh, Minister Anupriya Patel, um, mm-hmm. Minister Joshi, who hosted him for dinner because he'd just come from Western Australia, and also mm-hmm. Minister Cynthia, which is also a very important piece to our objective of visiting. We don't have any direct flights with um, India currently. So either we have to go via other destinations or we have to go to another city in Australia to get to India. And that for us is a big impediment because in the Indian population is the largest growing population for us in Western Australia. We have the largest number of students coming from India as our source market. So it's a very important market for us. And I think for us, it's a very big missed opportunity. And it's actually to the detriment of our business trade um, and consumer uptake of really increasing that connectivity. So um, so for Delhi, we looked at economic reform, but really a dialogue on how do we increase that visibility and build that business case to have direct flights. In Mumbai, you're spot on. And the Deputy Chief Minister of Maharashtra nailed it. He sort of said, there's an impression that there are other states or other cities that are the number one startup economy. Mm-hmm. But in actually in Maharashtra, that's where you have the largest number of startups coming out of, which is quite a fascinating concept because we often tend to think of Bangalore. And Bangalore, of course, is a huge tech hub, no doubt. Um, but I think it was a real awakening for our businesses as well because, you know, we've had 25 years of a shared experience with Mumbai and Maharashtra having an office there. The Western Australian government was the first government, state government to have an office there. But what we're looking at is what are we evolving into the future? And it is about really building that education and innovation connectivity. And that's going to be a big part of what we're doing. But being, you know, the financial capital of India and that heart space for it, that was a really good way of connecting with investors, you know, for our mining and METS companies to really grow um, that ecosystem with, for example, the India Energy Storage Alliance. So there was a lot of outcomes, a lot of collaboration that had come out of Mumbai as well. But in terms of our Deputy Premier's objective, it was to really engage with Tata. So he actually had a couple of meetings with um, Tata and thanks to our diaspora colleagues and we actually managed to uh, meet him. And the Mm. best part of it was the conversation wasn't about if there should be direct flights, it was about when there should be direct flights. And that was a big highlight for us. I think that was really, really important to be able to acknowledge that and move forward with those conversations, which our colleagues in Tourism WA and Perth Airport are currently doing. So that, again, Mm -hmm. is going to be a big opportunity for us to really be a game changer in terms of an objective outcome that we've got. So from Mumbai, we went to Visakhapatnam, which is obviously um, where we've had a sister state relationship, but we've come into a strategic alliance where we've become more targeted with what we want to do with Vishakhapatnam. And there's so much synergies. You know, it's outlined in the Australia-India economic strategy that Andhra Pradesh is one of the 10 states that we should be engaging with. So there are a lot of synergies. There is a lot of collaboration. There were about at least five to six MOUs signed while we were in Vishakhapatnam. And our friends in the Andhra Pradesh Economic Development Board, um, really with the vision of the chief minister in Andhra Pradesh, really took us and really gave us some amazing hospitality in um, Vizag. And it was a great um, tribute to the fact that, you know, we've had a relationship. And even during COVID, there were outcomes that businesses have had with the relationship with Andhra Pradesh. You know, the Andhra Pradesh MedTech zone has been a big piece of that relationship as well and continues to grow. So it's really being about how do we take a sister state relationship to a next level where 
where we're more targeted about what we want to deliver. You know, so that's where we sort of did our, our leg of the Andhra Pradesh visit. Um, and then the other part was the education connectivity, you know, really looking at the fact that our vocational education system is probably very, very, uh, it's one of the world's best regarded amongst Germany. So Australia and Germany are the best, according to the World mm -hmm. Bank, have the best vet system. So where is there an opportunity to connect and really build the capacity? So that was a really, really productive conversation for us as well. And then come to the last city, which was incredibly um, lively was Tamil Nadu. You know, that was where, you know, our deputy premier opened an office. Um, you could see a lot of synergies, you know, Tamil Nadu being the EV capital. You know, um, yeah. we have 50 different critical minerals in Western Australia. So the opportunity was, you know, how do we build that supply chain system? You know, the education connectivity, the largest number of engineering graduates coming out. For us being such a big, um, heavy economy, which is really reliant on engineers, there's a natural connect there, you know, um, and even on the energy side of things. So we had our Future Batteries Centre for Cooperative Research who was part of the delegation. So there were some great outcomes that came on joint ventures, technology transfer and uh, manufacturing. And this is that highlight of the complementarity. And a big mm -hmm. highlight for us in Chennai was it was for the first time ever, we managed to get see, uh, Western rock lobsters, Western Australian rock lobsters into the country. And that mm. for us was an absolute coup because you can imagine during COVID, there was a huge impact on our rock lobsters, which is a real hero for us in Western Australia. And um, they were very, very heavily impacted by COVID. So being able to introduce them to a next, a new market where they've had such a great response was very powerful. And being able to hero and showcase what we have as our capabilities was really important. So, you know, if you think about it, North um, Delhi, Mumbai, Vishakhapatnam and Chennai, we've had these four cities that we've sort of gone through and really built that relationship. And, you know, I think, Carl, the other thing I must say is that that creativity part, the connection in both Mumbai and in Chennai, we had some great programs that were done around around tourism, creative industries mm. as well. And being able to connect our film sector and our Screen West sector was really important where we've actually re-engineered our incentive packages to suit the purpose of the Indian film industry. So we're in heavy discussions on that now and looking at how we can actually get a delegation out to be able to increase that. So, you know, there were all of these synergies and a very, very diverse base of what we were doing. Yeah, no, I think uh, sounds, no, it did sound yeah. very uh, interesting uh, to even follow the updates, you know, real time. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, so but you spoke of, you know, uh, offering this literacy on India and how India has evolved over the years uh, from a place uh, that was pretty much constrained by the license Raj. But I think uh, over the years or over the decades, we have seen uh, a lot of improvements on the ease of doing business index, for instance. So I just wanted to understand, uh, like, what are some of the key indicators that Western Austrian businesses look out for when they plan to invest uh, in uh, a country like India? Uh, mm. And what kind of support does uh, your office provide regarding that? Absolutely. So I'll just give you perhaps a bit of an overview on what we do um, in terms of the government of uh, Western Australia and the investment and trade office here. So I cover India Gulf. So it's the India region and the Gulf region. And we've got an office in Mumbai, uh, Dubai and Chennai. And our role, uh, the way I describe it is three ways. One is around really increasing economic prosperity and jobs, but it's not, it's beyond trade investment facilitation now, Carl. This is more about supply chain integration. The more we can get the supply chain connected between WA and India, 
the better off we are in increasing and boosting that because currently our trade investment contribution is around 17% of the total W uh, Australia and India relationship. And there's a good baseline to really grow that. And you can imagine this is without even direct flights, you know, better port to port linkages, for example. But you can imagine if we increase that, there's, that could really, really unlock something. So that goes to my next point, which is about increasing connectivity. You know, it's about looking at direct aviation, port to port linkages, which is the physical aspect, the people to people connections. We really underutilize um, the alumni we have. We really underutilize the diaspora we have. And there's a role to really do that. And the third part is that innovation ecosystem, which I touched upon at the start. We are funded, um, we fund four new industry growth centers. So we've got amazing capabilities around cybersecurity, around data science, AI robotics, around med tech and around creative industries. And the government has putting a lot of resources and funding behind it to really grow these ecosystems, which connect academia, research, um, companies and talent together. And what's most interesting is that we have a huge pipeline of Indian students coming and studying that. So the more we can connect it through landing pads and landing zones both ways could make a big change to what the scale up industry looks like. And if you think about it, Carl, 95, 98% of businesses are SMEs. They're either startup scale-ups or SMEs. So there's a bigger role to play to connect these these particular ecosystems together. And that's what we'll focus on. And the third aspect is positioning ourselves. You know, the mission was a great way of being able to say what Western Australia stands for. And we had a very strong sort of media platform who we partnered with, which was Lintus. And apart from even social media, we had about 270 clippings, which contributed to about 300 million uh, rupees of impact into mm. the economy. And this is just India alone, and I'm not touching on Western Australian impact. So for us, that was a really big piece of being able to position ourselves. And that's what we want to do. We want to work with uh, colleagues in Austrade. We want to work with the peak bodies. We want to work with chambers where we can really put Western Australia's capabilities in the forefront. And we're underpinned, um, Carl, by those eight sectors that we have, which is mining and mm. med, space, defense, health, life sciences, uh, agriculture, and I've forgotten the other three, tourism, creative industries and international yeah. education. So that's sort of where, where we uh, focus on in terms of the indicators and the KPIs and what businesses are looking for. Looking the for first it. point is connecting themselves. The first point is understanding the lay of the land. Um, and the Perth US Asia Centre actually released something which was really interesting, which was really about investment both ways. And it was really about increasing the investment and the way of the world is more of the joint ventures, you know, and I think that's what we've got to help and support and nurture mm. because then that becomes a win-win situation. And really following the mission, we've had a number of announcements that have happened. We had about over 30 MOUs signed during the mission and mm. even following like, like last week, we had a space expo, um, Four of the seven memorandum of understandings that were signed in the space ecosystem were Western Australian companies. So it's about really being able to prep them and give them the best opportunity to be able to shine and give them access to the network so that they can feel comfortable in doing business in India. Yeah. No, it's interesting that you mentioned about space because that's an area of research here at Takshashila. Uh, yeah. And uh, we were delighted to, in fact, host uh, Enrico uh, yes. Palermo uh, last week in, in our office. And I think this was on the sidelines of the, the Space the Expo. Uh, so that, that was an interesting uh, sort of conversation that we may be able to have. Uh, you know, just coming to, uh, you spoke of, uh, you know, finding those win-win opportunities. And there are a lot of large companies that are always looking to diversify, right? And uh, India is uh, becoming a sort of destination for these uh, companies. 
of course, with these indicators helping, but more so with the tech startup scene uh, or the landscape here in India. Uh, could you maybe give us a few case studies or examples of tech startups that Western Australian businesses have partnered with, for instance? And, uh, and, and where do you think the primary objective of such collaborations uh, you know, really, uh, really stand? Absolutely. So um, just recently, I'll give you the space uh, example and I'll talk about another one that's coming up as well. So um, Skyroot, which is a, a scale-up, I'd call them a scale-up MSME, perhaps um, out Hyderabad. of Hyderabad, have actually yeah. partnered with um, Space Angel. And we had another mm-hmm. company called QL Space as well that has signed an MOU with Skyroot as well. And it is about looking at the first, um, looking at potential uh, launching of their rockets out of Western Australia. And the reason why is, and I know that there's a lot of competition about who launches what where, but, you know, obviously Andhra Pradesh is home, uh, Sri Arikota is home to one of the um, spaceports, and there's one being built in Tamil Nadu. So you can see where we're strategically placed in this. But I think what we offer in Western Australia is just the large diversity of land. We're one of the three um, regions in the world where we've got radio silence um, and we've got the least path of resistance. We have very low population. We've got the right kind of infrastructure um, to be able to really establish, hopefully, uh, our own spaceport uh, into the future. So that was the sort of level of conversation where it gives uh, an Indian scale-up an opportunity to globalise what they're doing despite being an Indian space company, but giving them a better opportunity to give better customer service to their consumer ultimately. Yep. You know, and we've got those capabilities. We've we've actually been doing space for about 60 years. It's not a new sector for us. Mm-hmm. And it's just been because we are such a low population and because we've got such a diverse land and we have to do mining and we have to build up infrastructures um, that in itself has made us very big in the, you know, autonomous space, you know, in the robotic space, just being able to have the digital infrastructure to support the development of our um, economy has been really big, which is why uh, we've got amazing space capabilities and there's a huge focus for us on space. So that was one example, for example, um, on where that collaboration sits and they're actually in discussions on a potential. Uh, they're not only signed an MOU, but they're really looking at progressing those discussions. Um, another example is, you know, we've connected, uh, we had the Data Science Centre who visited during um, the mission, and they're actually in very strong discussions with a couple of the key um, uh, startup ecosystems across Bangalore and also across Tamil Nadu, uh, who are setting up their largest space of the ITNT hub and looking at a two-way exchange program, for example. So that, again, enables the total ecosystem of our our data science um, center that we have, and we cover AI, robotics, the, you know, big data space, um, and connecting with them to look at how we can support two-way sort of ecosystem mm-hmm. on that. So um, that's another example. Um, you know, cybersecurity, we've got the largest number of students studying cybersecurity across Australia. And uh, for example, 40%, 60% of them are domestic students. 40% of those students are international students. And I can probably guarantee 90% of those students are from India or South Asia. So, you know, that itself creates a talent connect. We're home to the cybersecurity CRC. And, you know, looking at what's going on in Telangana government and the support that they've done around their data science security center is a natural connect, for example. So we're facilitating those kinds of things. So that's how we sort of try and connect the ecosystems. And we've sort of had preliminary discussions with NASCOM on that. 
Sure. Um, no, I'll just uh, end with this uh, one final question, uh, Nashid, and that's really you know, kind of zooming out and looking at the India-Australia um, uh, you know, trade and economic agreement, right? So as an investment trade commissioner, uh, you're based out of Chennai, as I understand. Uh, what, what are your hopes for uh, this uh, interim deal kind of evolving into a more comprehensive deal and uh, and you know do you do you kind of see more potentialities for western australia for instance uh, to explore new areas of cooperation from the existing 10 sectors so maybe your final thoughts on that yeah, absolutely. I think um, having eight sectors itself is quite a juggle, um, and especially because mining really has in the past really blown over the rest of our sectors. Um, and like the day before yesterday, our Minister for Education announced a $16.8 million package to support mm. increasing international students coming into Western Australia. So being able to project and amplify those messages, and it's about student incentivization and in agent incentivization, which is quite bold and quite progressive with what we're doing. So we want to be very bold and, um, you know, really, really focus on really growing our economy. So in terms of my aspirations around ECTA, I will say if you look at ECTA, a lot of the sectors that we're looking and focusing on is very complementary to ECTA, which is why our mission has been so successful, you know, mm-hmm. and it's what are we, what are the aspirations coming into SICA? It's really about more um, access both ways. You know, uh, I think uh, ECTA was a really good milestone for us and it's really gave, given us great positioning, but it's putting some of that into access, ac- action, you know, putting things like the mobility of people into action. It's being able to give greater access for two-way flow. It's also looking at, you know, India is quite sophisticated in the innovation space and I think that hasn't been touched in ECTA in all fairness. Mm. So I think there needs to be the opportunity to open up a dialogue when we're talking about space, when we're talking about defense and leveraging the quad, for example, Mm. on, you know, what are those aspects, you know, um, that can be sort of unpacked in this next iteration into the seeker. You know, if you look at uh, Australia's relationship with Singapore, um, they have a free trade agreement, which is really about the digital economy. And I think that's something that we could really, really focus on. Um, I think mining is a bit underdone because it's a very resource focused thing, But um, I think with the mission coming, you know, if we look at our products like lithium, vanadium, you know, I know that India is obviously a big creator of iron ore in their own right. But, you know, if you look at things like vanadium, that could be a really big um, piece to support the green steel um, strategy that India is trying to put into place. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's looking at those areas of complementarity and where there could be more shared cooperation. So I think mm. this is a great milestone to start with. Um, and don't even get me started on food. I think that's that's one area where, you know, every region will be really protective on it. But I think it's yeah. about being able to share what is different but same. So I mm. think there is fair, a fair bit more on the dialogue. But I think the biggest uplift, Carl, is the fact that there is a lot of goodwill in this space. I think mm. people are really latching on to it. People are keen and eager uh, to engage with India from Western Australia. And I think mm. even from India, uh, especially after the mission, I've had a lot of you know adulation about how can I get to Western Australia? Or I'm really thinking of it as a destination. So I think mm. that in itself will then really help us catapult leaps and bounds into really increasing that economic growth. And I think that's, that's the key way forward. But unleashing that will be the people to people connect really more than anything. 
Yeah, well, absolutely. And, you know, here's to hoping that uh, the connectivity uh, goals between Western Australia and India are achieved, uh, you know, in the coming in the coming years. Uh, Nashid, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. It was uh, a delight for me to speak to you and hear your experience of uh, the delegation visit to India uh, late last month. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Carl. I really appreciate your time. If you liked our show, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can tune into them on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcast.com, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow IVM on social media. The handle is at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And hey, if you'd like to dive into Takshashila's research on technology, strategy, and economic affairs, check us out at our Twitter handle at Takshashila INST or our website, takshashila.org.in.